I tell him to his face, he a diva. Really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it as I dislike him or nothing like that. But no, quarterbacks. I are don't think it's yeah, divas. I just get tired of when people try to make it seem as though they're the, just the perfect model citizen at the position. In other positions, or I don't think just, anybody said that about you know, Aaron Rodgers ever. No, but they, as a whole, at that spot, when you see QB, they're held to a different standard. Yeah, QB equals CEO. That's why Jameis Winston is trying to change a little bit of, of how he appears media-wise and stuff. You can see he's changing the cadence so, of the way he speaks. It's so, gosh. You know? You don't like me nuts. Yeah, because you, you you're about just be yourself, right? Yeah, just just be you, man. But there is something though to be said about how like that's become a thing more than ever. Is, What's that? Is how you portray yourself, what you put out there for the world to see. I, I I think you be genuine. You be who you are. You be successful. Well, I, yeah. Coaches, well, he's been like, successful. Like, like coaches, coaches that have this carry this facade and and not real about. That's why they they always struggle. They always struggle, yeah, because they being something that they're not. Now, and players see right through that. Oh, you see right through it. Mm-hmm. You see right through it. So, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, by the way, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn with Key, and we are talking about Aaron Rodgers. And it's no surprise he won't play a preseason game, right? Why There's would only I? Only three. There's no. Right. I don't need yeah, him exactly. Playing. So, I don't need him to even dress. So they're calling it in Green Bay the Summer of Love, because. Aaron Rodgers and the franchise are, are trying to kind of reconnect again and trying to fall back in love with each other, which is nice, but also because of Jordan Love. And Jordan Love, if Aaron Rodgers is not going to play, you know he's going to get pretty much the bulk of the snaps for three preseason games, and we might not see him again. So it's very important for the Packers to see what they have in Jordan Love because there's a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers after this season. Here's Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Packers, talking about Jordan Love and things that he can learn from playing in the preseason. Well, it's certainly great work for him. Um, I think just we get to see how he responds on, you know, with, with everybody watching him. And, um, you know, he's done a lot of great things, but just like most young players, he's got to be more consistent and make sure that he's giving forth the necessary effort on, on every play. But... He's a guy that's really talented, and I think he's come a long way in a short period of time. But it's going to be exciting to get him to go see him in live action. And this is going to be pretty much the dress rehearsal for him as far as, okay, if Aaron Rodgers decides to leave after the season, which the organization has kind of set that up now, right? They have set it up when the agreement of him coming back, the way they restructured his contract is when the season's over, if you want to go, we'll, we'll facilitate. We'll work on it. He's free to go. They don't want him to go, and maybe he won't. Maybe by the end of the season, Aaron Rodgers is like, you know what, I'm happy again. I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll retire a Packer. But it might not happen. So if you're the Packers, these three games, you need to know what you got. Otherwise, you're going to be in the market for a quarterback. So, Key, with this in mind. But you need is, to. The, uh, all right, let me ask the question. With this in mind, would Jordan Love be, would this be the most important preseason, like of any player in the NFL right now, this preseason is the most important to him. I think it's the most important to any franchise as well as Jordan Love. But it's not even about Aaron Rodgers leaving, right? Whether Aaron Rodgers leaves or not, they not they need to know what they have at the number two spot because Aaron Rodgers has missed time in the past due to injury. Mm-hmm. And when you he has missed time, you saw the backups, Kaiser and yeah. Huntley. And yes. They don't need that to happen again. Mm-hmm. They need to find out what they have at the number two spot 
because right now they don't know. Is Blake Bortles Let's still not there even too? talk about the future. They've got to know what they got as a backup right now. Good point. And, and I think a lot of people are missing that when they're talking about the summer of love and all of those other things in the future. No, we, we need to know what he is just in case Aaron Rodgers misses some time mm-hmm. because he's missed time in the past. And so it will give them an indicator of what they have based on what he's done in the offseason when, when Aaron Rodgers has missed time, what he will do in the preseason, and they will feel comfortable about that. They will be able to say to themselves, okay, I think if something was to happen to Aaron, we'll be able to survive until Aaron comes back with Jordan Love. Let's not think, because I can't grade 2022 based on three games in the preseason. I can't grade him out and say he's our quarterback for can't 2022. Can't you get, an, you, you can't get a little bit of an idea? I can't get none of that. I can't get that. I can't, you, cannot, you cannot project on three preseason games against you at the defensive end and not Von Miller, mm-hmm. and not a Chubb. Or not, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's a different – preseason is different. Frontline guys aren't playing. You know, you don't know – But at least it's live action. You're it's getting, not the you're same, You're going to get man. hit. Like, at least it's – no, it doesn't matter. When I, played How in pre, are you? when I played in preseason and some of them dudes was out there, I knew exactly what was getting ready to happen to them in a couple weeks. They was getting ready to go back to college and finish their degrees because mm-hmm. they were not going to make that team. You know these things as a staff and a coaching staff. You just want to see the progress that the young player can make so you could be able to grade him and say, okay, if we got into a situation where he had to play, will we be okay Mm -hmm. until Aaron Rodgers gets back? You can then come out of that and into the offseason and give a whole offseason again and go into the training camp if Aaron Rodgers leaves and have a better sense of, he could be our starter based on all of that collectively put together, but not three preseason games. So the, all right, so regardless of what he does in the preseason, if Aaron Rodgers walks away in February, they, they can't say, all right, Jordan loves our guy. We're pretty confident in that. They, they can't say that? They would probably still have some reservation, but they probably would have to go that way based on where they selected him at in his growth from year one into year two going into year three. What about Blake Bortles? I know that sounds crazy, but he is at least the guy. I know you just – everybody (laughs) on radio should see that Key just made that gas face to me. That's like mustard and sour lemon juice, and they want you to drink it. I mean – It's like, come on, man. He he did – he at least has experience. I'm not saying to take over for Aaron Rodgers, but you're talking about a backup quarterback capable to play if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt in a pinch. I mean, you can uh, okay. You can. So their quarterback I mean, situation he, he, then is, is Blake Bortles was getting ready to beat New England. Except, I know. Except they decided, eh, we we don't want you to throw the ball at all in the second half. They didn't trust him. It, they didn't trust him. No, I know. So I I get it. He could be the backup, possibly. But do you really want to do that? Like, do you really want to do well, it? Well, that's why for Jordan, again, you know? that's just what makes this preseason so important for him. Now I've got another I've got another name. That, as far as the preseason goes, and by the way, the, the Packers open the preseason Saturday. They'll play the Houston Texans on Saturday night. Um, but another player, I think, and it's quarterback, of course, that I think this is a huge preseason for. And in fact, when you talk about or, of importance for him, maybe right behind Jordan Lovett, it's Jalen Hurts with the yeah. Eagles. Yeah, because it's important. I, they might say he's our guy, 
and he already has starter experience from last year, but that doesn't mean that if you're the Eagles and you don't love what you see and Deshaun Watson is out there, well, I'm going to that get doesn't this, start to become to, more of an urgency. I'm going to get Deshaun Watson regardless. I'm going do you mean this year? Yeah, I would I would put a little probably, more urgency on it. I probably if if I like, was if I was running season? if I was running the Philadelphia Eagles and Deshaun Watson was available mm-hmm. and I could strike a deal with Houston, I'm probably going to really sniff that out. I understand I, I'm probably going to sniff it out because Deshaun Watson is better than Jalen Hurts right now. And he gives us a better opportunity to win. And I know Deshaun got a lot of other things going on yeah, that go he has to deal that, right. with. And I got to deal with that in the front office. I get it. But I probably would look to Deshaun if I, if I can get okay. it. Curious to see if there's any other names, any other players out there you feel like preseason, this is critical for this player. Usually it's a quarterback. Usually it's a team trying to make a decision on a certain position. But it I seems like it. for Jordan Love, this this is really a huge time for him to prove at least something to the Packers because they might have a big decision to make at the end of the season. It's huge for Matthew Stafford. It's huge for Matthew Stafford. What? Yeah, because because being able to – you had a new team. You've got to be able to adapt to your new surroundings and your new environment and your new teammates. They've got to be able to buy in – to what you're selling, all those sort of things. Well, okay, it's a different in a di- oh, yeah, it's it, different. It's different in a in a different way. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from Seaport District Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Green means go. The sky's blue, and this team, once again, number one. As things in sports change, some just stay the same. We'll discuss that next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and on ESPN News. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Welcome back. Alan Hahn, Keyshawn Johnson, and let's bring in Paul Feinbaum. Uh-oh. Love talking to Paul. Joins us on Pally. the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Guys, it's been too long, and, and Keyshawn, I, I'm so glad to see you again. I, I was wondering if you had taken a job in another continent or something. Why, why does everybody – Everybody. Everybody knows. is giving me – just giving me stuff because I took a vacation. That, that you know, when you work, well, Keyshawn, that's what most happens. Of us, most of us work – most of us work for a living. Maybe we get a week, a week, a Friday off, or 
uh, around July 4th, we get a week off. But I mean, I put the show on every day, and I think the last time I saw you was Memorial Day, man. So uh, that, that's the only reason I bring it up. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done it. Uh, no, nah, it's all good. Oh man, it's true. But uh, you know, I want to take a vacation from the uh, from the the preseason coaches poll for a minute, though, Paul, because I feel like this, and I'm not I'm not a diehard. I, I am a Alabama fan. I, I call myself a casual fan, but I do follow college football. Sure. But I feel like when the polls come out. It's like, are we reaching a point where it's kind of boring? Like, I told Key, he didn't see it. And I said, name me who you think are in the top five. Just guess. And he nailed four of the five because four of the five, every year it's these same teams. Is it too top heavy? Do we have a problem here? And is that why we need to expand the, the college football playoff? Oh, we have a problem. And, you know, what's interesting about the polls is I, I, as a commentator, didn't even realize they were coming out until I started getting calls from people going, hey, what do you think about the polls? So what they are, they're, they're a wake-up call to people like you, Bart, who, who like college football but aren't, don't have your alarm clock uh, mm-hmm. keyed into every flashpoint, uh, practice begins, uh, first poll. But what's really interesting is the polls are even more meaningless than ever because we have a committee now that does not really pay much attention to what happens in August. Now, it used to be that the, the first poll mattered. And, and, and the best case in point, Keyshawn, if you go back to the 2004 season, Auburn started the season, I think, ranked 24th or something. And Oklahoma and guess who? Southern yeah. Cal were ranked one and two the entire they, they started the season that way and they never lost. So uh, a really good team at Auburn ended up uh, undefeated, but they never could they, they couldn't move anybody away because you're not going to move a team out that started there. That that was important. But today it's it's completely irrelevant. I was interviewing somebody yesterday who voted and the answers that he was giving for putting schools at the top was so convoluted. And you start with Alabama. Uh Alabama is number one. I mean, that's just part of Nick Saban's new contract, isn't it? <laughs> that he, he has to be either one or two. And, it, you know, interestingly, most of the time Alabama has won the national championship. They have not started number one. Uh, Clemson was number one the last couple of years, and they didn't win either time. And so it, it's, it's, it's something for the networks to use in promoting the first game. I'm not sitting here being critical of that. I mean, if you if you watch a game and it says one versus three or one versus two, you're maybe you're more interested than two versus five, which is really what happened with the much ballyhooed Georgia Clemson game on the first weekend of the season. All right, Paul. And what we'll, what we'll do is we'll we'll have some fun with it anyway, and we'll do a little too high, too low, just right with you. Is you'll stay with us for a couple of segments here. I hope they they let you know you are sure. working double today for us. But we love talking to you. I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, I I'll, I'll stay here till the end of my life. <laughs> I will too. So realignment is something that obviously is a huge story uh, when it comes to the, the power five. And what we're seeing is Texas, Oklahoma. Um, Greg Sankey was is the SEC commissioner, as of course, you know, he's on Freddie and Fitzsimmons. And, and he talked about realignment. I want you to listen to what he said and then get, give me your reaction to it. It'd be nice if everything always stayed as it was, but we know we're in a time of rapid change around college sports. That's our reality. In many ways, that has been our reality. Back to the Pac-12 looking to go to the Pac-16 a decade ago, or the Big Ten adding three members over a a period of time in Nebraska, Maryland, and Rutgers, the ACC, 
adding members. And, and we've done so with Texas A&M and Missouri heading in um, to their 10th season with us come this fall. Um, so that change happens, and those involved have to evaluate um, the circumstances that are right and appropriate for them. And what we've tried to do is build something special. Call your thoughts. Well, I think he's right on many on many aspects of what he said. Greg Sankey is in an interesting position as the commissioner of the SEC. He, he is an easy pinata if you're Bob Bowlesby, if you're the president at Washington State, if you're somebody else in college athletics who don't like where this is all going. And I'll get to that in a second. But as best I know, and I feel like I have a handle on it, he took a phone call a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, from, from, from Oklahoma and Texas. They wanted out of the Big 12. The SEC didn't hire a search firm to go recruit. Uh, the SEC didn't say, you know what, let, let's see if we can – we're already the most powerful. Well, we just, we just cut the biggest deal in college football history from a television standpoint. Let's see if we can just destroy the world. I mean, let's go Vladimir Putin on, on college football and just roll our tanks – into, into, every, into every college town and every conference and blow them away. That's not what he did. He took a phone call uh, from Oklahoma and Texas saying, we want out. We don't like where we are. We're, we're going nowhere. And there are a lot of reasons why those two schools didn't like where they were. And he, he brought them in uh, at some point, whether it's in four years or next year or whenever. And, and he's getting the blame. And I, I'm not, I realize he's the most powerful entity in college athletics, so I'm not just like protecting him because I know him. And, and like him and respect him, I'm doing it because that's all he really did. Now, that's one part of the equation here, guys. The other part is what does this mean for the rest of college football? What it means for the rest of college football is if you're not one of the big guys, you, you may as well you know, take your, your ball and go home because you're not going to be part of the equation any longer. Uh, Keyshawn and Bart, what we're about to see, now it hasn't happened yet, but it will, is – the NFL light. Uh, we are going to have somewhere between 32 and maybe 45 schools that are the power brokers, and everyone else is, is not is not part of the equation. And 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 they they will have a nice football season, you know, going eight and four or six and six, and hope to go to a bowl game. But they won't be part of the the the, the playoff, whether it's four teams like it is right now or 12 teams, which it, it eventually will be going to. Paul, let me ask you this: in, in all seriousness. Why Why would Oklahoma and Texas look at the SEC and get caught up in that, right, opposed to something like the Pac-12 that's weak, that they could come in and strengthen? Why do the SEC opposed to exploring that opportunity out west? Well, I think, I think Texas – 11 years ago, Keyshawn really wanted to go to the Pac-12. Now, why did they want to go there? I, I, this is going to sound crazy for someone who swims in the waters of intercollegiate athletics, but they wanted to go there because they felt like they belonged with USC and UCLA and Cal Berkeley. They were among the elite, not only in athletics, but in academics. Eleven years later, I think they took a good long look at themselves in the mirror and said, "Yeah, we have a great school down here in Austin, and people like to come and and hang out because it's it's a it's a tech capital, it's a music capital, but we we suck in football, uh, and we better figure out a way to make that better because that's really the engine that feeds this town and and the university system. 
So even though they weren't doing very well in 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 the Pac-12, in the Big 12, they decided they wanted to go someplace where it would be more competitive. I talked to Steve Spurrier the other night, the form, former Florida coach, and, and he he essentially said, "Listen, he said uh, he said I guess if you're mediocre in the Big 12, you might as well be mediocre in the SEC." He said it can't be any worse, but <laughs> I disagree. I think they can get better. Uh, I really do, and, and I know that may sound convoluted, but. They, I, I think their problem was recruiting. They weren't really attracting the top players, Keyshawn. This year, uh, in recruiting, they lost the best player in the state to Alabama. He, he, he's the best lineman in the country. And his father played at Texas. When you can't get a legend, uh, you better figure out you have a problem. And, and I, I, think, I, think tech, I think young kids growing up in that area said, you know, why, why do I want to go uh, play at Iowa State? Why do I want to go to West Virginia for my road games when I can go to Auburn and Alabama and, and LSU and Florida and Georgia? And, and I just think it, the SEC is, is, is the cool kid right now, and, and, and they went for it. And I, I, I think it will work because this is now the, the quintessential super conference. A&M 10 years ago was middling long. And it, it improved this product. They came in fourth in the country last year, and they've done that by by making a smart coaching hire, which in Jimbo Fisher, but also by enhancing their recruiting base. How, how does how will this conference realignment affect my USC Trojans, man? I really want to know. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think USC will, will 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 be affected very much because they are they are already a brand name, Keyshawn. For all the times we joke about it. Uh, if, if USC had called the SEC and said we want in, I have a feeling they would they would be in the conference too because there are very few uh, five star, gold star brands. Uh, I mean, there are. I mean, you you can talk about a million college uh, programs, but if you're if you're sitting around a table and go, okay, if we're playing, uh, if we're drafting, uh, like like the NFL draft, and, and Keyshawn, you know, you have you, you know you have the first pick and the sixth pick. Uh, Alabama and, and, and Southern Cal are, are going to be off the board pretty quickly. Oklahoma and Texas are going to be off the board. Uh, 25 years ago, Nebraska might have been on that board, uh, but they're not going to get picked very high right now. So <laughs> if you're a brand name, and, 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 and Southern Cal is one of the biggest brands of all time, and still is, even though, the, even though the program has not been great, they can be great again. Yeah. Paul, one of the best things, and we have Paul Feinbaum on us with the show, and, and Paul has the Paul Feinbaum show, and one of the best things about your show is when you take calls. I've said this to you many times. It's just, it's, the calls you get are passionate and, let's just say, in a much different category than we're used to anywhere else around the country, and you handle them so well. So we thought, how perfect would it be for us to take a call for you right now so everybody can hear how you interact with your listeners? So here's Dale in North Carolina, and I know you're shocked. He disagrees with you on something. Dale? Hey, Paul. I totally disagree with you about solving this top-heavy problem with the playoffs. Now all you're going to do is guarantee Alabama, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Ohio State, they're going to get a mulligan if they lose a game late in the season, they lose their conference playoffs. Who's going to vote hey, them Dale, out of Dale, the top 12? Dale, 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 slow down. Dale, slow down. Uh, first of all, you're in North Carolina, correct? Yeah, and I'm a long-suffering I Georgia Bulldog fan. Dale, 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 I didn't – at 728 in the morning, I didn't mean to ask you a trick question. I simply asked you, are you in North Carolina? Yes. Okay. Uh, and you're a fan of which school? 
Georgia Bulldogs. Mm. Was Dale, 41 uh, years, Paul. Hey, let me ask you a question. What's that? 40, did you say 41 years? 41 years of suffering. Go ahead, go ahead. What's your question? Okay, for, for the uh, let me explain something because I, I, a lot of times people don't know what we're talking about here. Because in the in the bubble, uh, thank you, Dale. Really, really good good attempt there to make a good call. Um, you failed, but it was a good attempt. Uh, in the parlance of college football, guys, what happens? He said forty one years. Now, if you're in New York or LA or Chicago, you don't know what we're talking about right now. But if you're in the bubble of the SEC, forty one years means this. That's the last time Georgia won a national championship. I'll tell you a funny story. A guy told me the other day, uh, Keyshawn, uh, Alex Rodriguez spoke to the Alabama team Mm -hmm. last Friday night. Uh, uh, Saban brings in a big speaker every year, somebody of of international. I'm I'm surprised you haven't been been down there yet. Um, And last year was Mike Tyson. This year was A-Rod. He's always bringing somebody new. You know who the speaker has been at the University of Georgia's uh, preseason get-together for the last 41 years? Herschel Walker. What I mean by that is Herschel Walker was the, was the running back in 1980 when they last won the national championship. That's the problem with the Georgia program. They can't get off that 1980 championship as great as they are. So uh, it, it is, it's just one of those things. And, and in the South, and in, in a show like ours, you, it, it's it's like a soap opera. It's like General Hospital. You have to you have you have to know the characters. You just can't be driving along and flip us on and think you understand what in the world Dale was talking about there. <laughs> that is a tremendous explanation, call and everything else. And you're absolutely right. That's what makes it so compelling. Is that you you listen to your show and you don't get what's going on, but it's just too damn funny to turn off. But the more you listen, the more you start understanding the storyline and you just jump right into it. So we have Paul Feinbaum with us for one other segment. He's brought to you by Barbasol 1919 Classic Shaving Cream, a fresh take on the original. This new non-aerosol formula features enhanced ingredients and exceptional glide. Learn more at barbersall.com. So we'll have more with Paul. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Paul Feinbaum with us for another segment. Yes, it's called Paul. We took a call. We might get some more. Paul, it just it was too entertaining. I feel like people want to talk to you. And so we should give them the opportunity well, while we also talk to you. Yeah, Bart, what, what happens on the show? And I, hey, I Paul, I got to I, 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 I stop you. Gotta, I got to stop you, Paul. It's no, not oh, okay. Bart <laughs> on with me. Well, it's it, Alan Hahn. You keep saying Bart. But Paul's been on my show. It's called Bart and Hahn. And I'm just figuring he probably wasn't sure which of us was. <laughs> you know, I, uh, first of all. he thinks the I, name of your show is Bart. I, it, your, your name is Bart Hahn. <laughs> I, I just like the name Bart, Keyshawn. Um, uh, uh, Alan is my middle name, so I shouldn't know that name very well. So, Alan, um, it's, it, it's rare, and, and I'm not sure in the history of my relationship with, with Keyshawn that he has ever corrected me on something because he's never been right about anything. But <laughs> he is right about this. That's fine. I didn't mind being called Bart as long as I, I just, I just I'm, I'm going to keep uh, I'm going to keep calling you Bart. Uh, I don't care if your name is Alan or not. It's fine with me. <laughs> Whatever it is, as long as you just keep calling back on the show. So let's go. Let's play a little too high, too low and just right when it comes to this coaches poll that we both have acknowledged already is meaningless. But let's have fun with it anyway. 
Alabama at number one, too high, too low, just right. Uh, just right. Just uh, I w- I, if, if, if they could be higher, I would make them higher, but <laughs> you can't be any higher than number one. Would you have Clemson at number two, too high, too low, just right? Allen? I say that slowly here. Um, I want to make sure I got it right. Um, <laughs> I think... Uh, <laughs> I think I think Clemson is too high. Uh, I, I'm not buying Clemson this year. I think they'll lose to Georgia in the first game, and and then they have really nowhere to go because they they play a you know, rather pedestrian ACC schedule. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, Alabama. You're right about that. They're they're right there. I mean, Bryce Young. They stole him out of our backyard at Modern Day High School in California. He goes there. Alabama's not going to miss a beat. Clemson, on the other hand. I don't. I'm not a big believer in Georgia right now, and I think you have a better understanding of where Georgia program is. I just think that Clemson, with their quarterback and and what they've been able to do in terms of recruiting and retooling, is is going to be interesting. Now they've lost some coaches on their coaching staff, which could potentially create some havoc with what what they want to do. But we'll see. I guess when the season starts, right? Well. I didn't like uh, Keyshawn. I didn't like the way Clemson finished last season. Uh, I thought their defense was very vulnerable, and I, I don't think the quarterback swap is going to be uh, that big of a deal because they have really great wide receivers. And, and DJ is, is, is yeah, he's not he's not Trevor Lawrence, but he's still very good. But I, this the, to me, the defense has, has trailed off. Uh, ever so slightly the last two years. And I think that's their issue. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's move out of the top five now. At six is Jimbo Fisher's Texas A&M team. Too high, too low, just right? Uh, I might go a little higher. They have essentially a a one-game season. Uh, And I know that they play LSU and and all these other schools, but they've been talking about this one game in October now. I think it's October 9th. For a year, and that's the Alabama game. They went to Tuscaloosa last year, Allen, and lost by 28 points, and still felt like they deserved to be in the playoffs. And this year, they are determined to to undo that. Now, I think they have a shot at Alabama. The one thing about Alabama I don't know is is what uh, is what Bryce Young is going to look like. Uh, I, I know I know how much he's making on the side. Uh, I know Keyshawn is still pining for him for for sneaking out of SoCal. But uh, he has to, he's going to have to do more than just make money to prove to me that he is a, an adequate replacement for Mac Jones. I, I, think, I think Texas A&M is right about where they need to be. Uh, you talked about that 28-point loss in Tuscaloosa a year ago. If you're thinking about that this early in the season, you got more problems than that because you shouldn't be thinking about Alabama right now. You should be thinking about the opening day game. So – I think they're, they're right about where they need to be until they meet Alabama. Mm-hmm. How about this? Uh, and, and, they, and, and Keyshawn, they have, not, they have not identified the quarterback yet. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a young man named Haynes King, but that, 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 is, that always makes me a little bit uncomfortable when you're a top-five team and you don't know who your quarterback is on, yeah. on August 11th. Let's move to this program here. They're ranked 14th, and I'm curious if you think, Paul, it is too high, too low, or just right, and that would be – USC. I'm not just uh, playing to the masses here or the masses of one, but I, I think uh, they're too low. I, I, I've, I've seen a trend at SC over the last couple of years that this program is getting better. I like the quarterback, and 
I don't think uh, you know, the challenge in, in the Pac-12 is that insurmountable. So I'm, I'm going too low. I think they're just about right. I think we need, this is where we start off almost every single year in that middle-of-the-road kind of team, and we somewhat fade and prove everybody right. But I think, I think we're right right now. I, right. I, I just don't know if everybody's buying in quite yet. There's still some reservation. Everybody meaning whoever. Just well, because everybody because, out west, man. We just not buying in. We got to see something. Look, we started off hot, even though it was a pandemic last year. Then all of a sudden, we losing the championship game to Oregon. I mean, it's just, you know. So you mean everybody has like the program? The yeah, players? I'm talking about USC. Yeah, you're talking about the people. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about the people. Yeah. All right, Paul. Before uh, before we close, Alan, he, uh, he's too he's too close to it. Yeah, yeah he, I'm, I'm too close to it. is not objective yeah, when it comes to Southern Cal. Yeah, no, very emotional. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Paul, let, let's do one more call. Paul, we have Jim in Buffalo. Hello, hello. Um, hey, Jim. I wanted to ask Paul. I wanted to ask Paul how big a factor is the distribution of the uh, playoff money and the bowl money within the conference to Texas and Oklahoma to try to get into the SEC? Well, Jim, uh, my, first of all, my condolences for, for living in Buffalo. Uh, but um, and it, it, it has nothing to do with the city. It just has everything to do with the weather. I, my, my, my college roommate came from Buffalo, and I, I, he dragged me back there once. And uh, I've, never, I've, never, I've never felt cold like that uh, other than the time that Keyshawn Johnson and I had dinner one night. Wow. Um, the the it's everything it's all about money uh and i don't mean uh to be uh, to, to be isolating it, 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 it as a simple solution to every single thing but 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 they're they're texas and oklahoma are going to make so much more money uh getting in the sec uh the numbers are astronomical now they're, they're going to have to pay an exit fee uh, at some point to get out of the Big 12. We just don't know how much that is, but they can afford it. Uh, the University of Texas is one of the richest schools in America. All right, Paul, we appreciate the time. Uh, I think we got closer, you and I, now that we're on a first-name basis. That's great. And Bart Scott appreciates the fact that you Alan, started thinking of him. Yeah. He just texted me. Uh, Alan, thank you very much. Um, I, I, I will never get over the fact that I, I, I called you Bart. Um, and Keyshawn, Yo. Uh, it is, uh, it's, it's always good to be with you. Um, I mean, any, especially, you know, the, the three or four weeks out of the 52 week year that you stop. show up. Stop. Will you stop? Stop setting that narrative as if I don't come to work. <laughs> <laughs> All the best, Paul. That's Paul Feinbaum on the Goodyear hotline brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. It, it, the first time I was going to let it go. The second time I was like. Oh, then Bart? Yeah, well, that's all good. You know, it's fine. Little, Absolutely fine. So I think he's... You so, know. the quarterback is always the most important player on an NFL team, but who are the most important non-quarterbacks? We'll discuss that. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Was it Revenge of the Nerds? Was that it? You said it's it's it was that cat. It was that guy where he does like this psych up speech and the guy just goes nuts. Was it? Was that? Yeah, yeah. That was it. Was a football team in that? Yeah. Yeah, I know we don't have time to discuss it right now, but we'll we'll explain what we're talking about as we came in. Hi, everybody. So let's do real or not real when it comes to most important players. Not quarterbacks for their teams this season. Evan, take it over. Yeah, so the other day, Torrey Holt was on ESPN Radio Sunday morning, basically said that the Rams will succeed if uh, Aaron Donald leads them there. Aaron Donald was the leader of that football team. The Rams will go as Aaron Donald goes. I know that sounds crazy to some folks because it's normally folks who say that the team will go as the quarterback goes. No, the Rams will go as Aaron Donald goes. So I feel very confident and very excited that he's back. He seems to be healthy, uh, seems to be coming with that same energy and mojo. Yeah, so that got me thinking. Uh, let's go through some players, non-quarterbacks, for some of these playoff contenders and get your thoughts on if real or not real, if they are the most important non-quarterbacks. Start with Aaron Donald Rams. Is he the most important player outside of Matthew Stafford? I would say real. I think, it, it, it especially on the defensive side, it starts with him. He could eat up two bodies. He could swallow three. I mean, it's it's his dominance is so important to that defense and Raheem Morris. Look, when you when you line up, the first person you need to identify on that defense is where's ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Is he where's he at? Once you find that, now you can set your offense up. He is a certain guy, a certain motor, and you've only seen one or two of him type guys in the National Football League in the history of the game. I think this is a Captain Obvious one, but I don't agree with Torrey Hole. I still think Stafford is the most important player. But we're going non-quarterback, then yeah, Aaron Donald. Well, that's what he said. He said non-quarterback. Yeah, right. That's what we're doing here. Great answer, Bart. <laughs> yeah, Bart. <laughs> Packers, Devontae Adams, real or not real, most important player outside of Aaron Rodgers? Not real. Not real. Because... Devontae Adams is going to get what he's going to get regardless of who the quarterback is. I think you got to look on the defensive side of the ball. I think you got to look at people like a Kenny Clark at the nose tackle, being able to apply pressure, doing the things that he's getting big money paid to do while he's there in Green Bay. Because you think about Chicago, what are they going to have problems at? The quarterback position. You need a guy like that to roam around and go get him. Kirk Cousins is in the division. They need to cause havoc on the defensive side of the ball. 
they didn't get to Tom Brady enough of that playoff game at nearly as much as they should have to cause him harm. And so I think defensively, it starts at Kenny Clark up front. Defense, I get, yeah, I mean, obviously for them, defense is probably the place to go. But would Aaron Jones be maybe another name you can come up with because the running game is so important? He just got paid. I mean, Devontae is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers really, again. to be honest with you, Aaron Rodgers is really outside of Aaron Jones recently. Big, has never had a running game and been successful. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be successful regardless if he has Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones. Now, okay. Devontae Adams, yeah, he catches the ball. He's one of the top two receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. Should be paid that way. But I think Aaron Rodgers has displayed to us enough in his career that a running game helps, but it doesn't really matter. It's not matter. a big part of what they do. Okay. All right, last one. Let's do this. Browns. Miles Garrett, most important non-quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Real or not real? Not real. Not real. Both running backs. I would say it's either both running backs or it's going to be Jadavion Clowney opposite of Miles Garrett. Now, why would you say Jadavion – why would it be Clowney opposite of, of Miles Garrett? Like, because like, Why would if, he be more important than Miles Garrett then? Because we both it, agree the running game, though, right? If, if, if they're – Feel, if people feel like that he doesn't have enough left in his tank and all of a sudden his motor comes on because you are now double teaming and taking away Miles Garrett, it opens up so much. Now you got both ends that you got to worry about. Imagine that. Well, you got two of them you got to worry about, not just one. No, that part I completely agree with. So but- to me, he becomes a, 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 such an important part of what they are going to do on the defensive side of the ball. But we agree that the both running backs, right, Chubb, Hunt, yeah. those guys are important. the most important, important non-quarterback on the team. What they do because what they bring. All right, everything's bigger in Texas. That includes the gap between the two NFL teams. We'll discuss next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.